You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Remember Rin Tin Tin and Lassie? How about Moose, the Jack Russell Terrier who starred in Frasier? Have you noticed more and more animals are being used in movies, on ads, even on TV shows? And many of them are making great big paychecks. Did you ever wonder if your baby has what it takes to make it? Find out next on My Dog Digs Dirt as Diane Katz from one of the most famous animal agencies, Dawn Animal Agency in New York City, is my guest. I'm your host, Lauren Collier. We'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to My Dog Digs Dirt. So did you know that Rin Tin Tin earned about $6,000 a week? Lassie took in about $51,000. And Moose from the hit TV show Fraser is said to have made about $10,000 an episode. Does your baby have what it takes to be a star? Let's find out. Welcome Diane Katz from one of the best known and most well-respected animal talent agencies, Dawn Animal Agency in Manhattan. Thrilled to have you, Diane. Oh, thank you. Great to be speaking with you. It's really amazing because I know, I mean, you turn around and you see animals everywhere. Yes. Right? And, and it's, uh, it's getting more and more popular. They're a big draw to uh, commercials and TV shows. So I, I can see why. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you really, and, and then when you look on the internet, but the thing is, it makes you think, wow, that looks easy. But in reality, that's probably really not true. Is that right? And Diane? Yes. Unfortunately, people are misled by seeing these things and, oh, a dog jumps up and barks. Oh, my dog does that. But will your dog do it on cue several times with a lot of distractions going on? You see, that's the question, and that is why the most important thing in getting into the industry is training. The dog has to be extremely well-trained. So sometimes when I present this to a prospective person with a dog, they'll say something like, oh, well, what about if he's just held or something? Well, you see, you can't just submit a dog (laughs) for something, oh, well, the only thing he does is he could be held. You see what I mean? Yes, And of quite often, in fact, that happened to me once with my uh, a dog I was newly training. They said, oh, the dog just has to be held. Fine, this dog was new and would be really good. But then, after being held, can the dog sit and stay in this chair? 
Can the dog also stand here? Can the dog stand on its hind legs? You see, so fortunately, (laughs) the dog was ready to do all that stuff. But that's why you have to be prepared for everything. It isn't as simple as people may think. And uh, the other thing is a pretty face isn't all that's needed. Okay. Because I know many times people will think, um, once they see my dog, they will want this dog Uh, so badly, they won't care that it's not trained, you know. Right, right, wrong, right. You know, so that is another issue that's involved. Yes, a dog can be a big attraction and have a great look, but can it work? (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's, you know, when you see some of these really cute YouTube videos and such, those are animals, dogs, cats doing what they would naturally do, so it's cute. We're talking about actually being on a set, which is much different. It's much different. I mean, there are so many distractions. That's why I explain to a person, do not only train your dog at home. Because the dog might do everything at home. Right. But will the dog do it in a strange place with all of these distractions going on, you know? Yeah. So you have to be serious about your commitment if this is what you want to do. And the dog has to love it. That's the thing. We were doing a TV show once that we started with a puppy. And the puppy, like, grew up on the show. As the puppy got older... He didn't want to be in show business. So, yeah. And we wouldn't, of course, uh, push it if it's not happy. But the dog was not happy. We had to replace it by another dog, Ah. a lookalike dog, you know. And that's the thing. The dog has to enjoy what is not every dog does. Yeah. We have uh, dogs on. Well, we have a sanctuary upstate New York where we take in rescues. All animals, not only dogs and cats. It's uh, camels and sheep and horses, you know, (laughs) all kinds of animals. Absolutely. And they do not all, they're not all working animals. Mm -hmm. Some of them we can see want to to work. We had a sheep working in Radio City that she really couldn't wait Ah. to get on the job and she liked to you know, get the others following her and she'd push them around. Yeah, yeah. So, like I say, some of them really enjoy it. Right. And if they don't, well, that's why we have working animals to support the animals that don't work or are unable to work. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really interesting, Diane. I I think a lot of people don't realize also, though it's glamorous, it's long hours on that set. And, you know, that, again, is not for every person or dog. Would you agree with Uh, that? Absolutely. And, you know, we have to require that they get rests in between. And we don't leave it up to the company. The production company may say, well, we just have five more takes or something. But we say, no, the dog needs a rest right Mm -hmm. now. You know what I mean? So are the the animals in a union? Are they protected like that? Or you're really uh, there? No. You are their uh, protection as the agency. And, uh... New York City, there is no union or anything, but uh, we do have organizations that attend sets. The American Humane, for instance, they are paid to attend the set and make sure that the animals get proper treatment on the set. 
Absolutely. And that's why you're so important. That's why it's important for people to maybe submit through you because you are doing what's in your client's best interest. You protect them, like you're saying, you say it's too long or yeah, because you do so many different things. I mean, you're on uh, working on shows like The Path. Girls, Red Oaks, Law and Order, you know, and you even mentioned Radio City Music Hall. I know you've been on Broadway. Yeah, really we have really uh, diverse, Finding right? Neverland. We have a dog. Well, it's it's two dogs because we we have a backup. They're twins, Jack and Jill, oh, <laughs> and, and, and they're rescues. Fantastic. And do you help train the dog? How does it work if I, if someone has an animal like I've mentioned and says, "Oh, a mind can be I want to do this." What really is involved here? You talked about the training. What do they need to do? Send you photos? Where do you uh, start, Diane? Well, I usually tell them not to send photos until they've been through training. Okay. Uh, and what would the training be, now Diane? Now, this is the thing. The yeah. main commands they need to start out with would be sit, stay, stand, stay, down, stay. Okay. They have to be able to do that for three minutes with a lot of distractions going on. So it may sound very simple, but once you start timing a dog, you don't realize how long <laughs> one minute is, you know? <laughs> so uh, group classes are very good because it prepares them, you know, for these different things that are going on. And then if the dog wants to further his or her career, then you can get them into various different tricks, you know, like barking on cue, rolling over, you know, things like that. But the training is the first step. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And then they would send, you know, email pictures to us. Now, the pictures should not have red eye or anything and should show the dog at its best. Now, it doesn't have to be professional, but it has to be good enough so that when the picture is presented, the client will choose the dog from that picture. Now, we've had many instances where we're thinking, oh, this dog would be really best for the job, but the pictures weren't the best. Ah. So they picked the one with the best pictures. Well, that's important, right. And like you say, you don't have to go to professional, but just make sure the lighting and everything is right. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, when you look at that picture of the dog, it has to say something to you. You say, that's the dog, you know. Right, Right. just like with a person, definitely. Does age matter? Do you look for younger dogs or does it really, if you have someone a little older but is well-trained, could that work as well? As long as the dog is healthy, you know. I mean, we've had... 10-year-old dogs that were in excellent health and, you know, were really very, very capable of doing so much. And also, they're very experienced, you know, yes. <laughs> at that age. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so different, all different types, of course, it seems are popular these days. Also, I've seen cats, but I guess cats, the requirements would be a little different. It's a little bit more difficult to train. Is that right? Yes. But they would be expected, though, on a set to still <laughs> yes. do the same things I expect of a dog, even though the training is much harder. With a cat, it's getting them accustomed to many things. One thing is going into the carrier. Is the cat going to hide as soon as you bring mm-hmm. the carrier out? Right. You see what I mean? Yes. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. So you have to have that carrier is something good for the cat. You put a treat in it. You take them good places, not only to the vet. You know what I mean? Yes. So Take them to different places that the cat enjoys so that they're not afraid of the carrier. So that would be one thing. 
And then, like not like I said about dogs, not every cat is good mm-hmm. for this. We have our cat trainer at the sanctuary, and she knows right away, you know, who's, yeah. who's great and who is not going to work. Right. So that's you know? important. And I have a prime example. I took my dog. She's really cute. You know, she's a big bouvier. And someone hired her on a set for one of these shows. I think it was The Leftovers. And um, she was supposed to walk with somebody, you know, just a simple walk. And you know what? She just wouldn't do it because she didn't oh, want to leave see. me. So I mean, you know, that was like the first. Uh, so, <laughs> like, well, so you're familiar with it. You're familiar with the situation. It's so important that people understand because, yes, she could sit and stay. But you know what? She wouldn't do it for anybody except for me. Yeah. So yeah. I think you know what you're saying is so important uh, for people to realize it's really more than just a cutie. You know, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's and of course, they might call at a moment's notice. You at, at you the have agency, to be available, right? And you know, would have to go into New York or wherever is is that? Yeah, and yeah. And then also, they sometimes think that oh, I won't have to work. I'll have my dog work or my cat work. And it's not like that. It doesn't all of a sudden happen where you're making thousands of dollars. It's a gradual process. If the cat or dog gets into a series or something like that, all right, then, you know, you got something going there. But it's not like the norm. Yes. Every every animal is going to get into a, a series and make a lot of money, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's true. I mean, it's, if you're looking at it as something fun and, and you know, this will be uh, really cute or whatever and, and your dog or your cat or your animal is up to it, that's great. But not everybody's a lassie, right? And there were a couple of them as well. It wasn't just one. You always said there's a bad That's dog. right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. The young lady from the rescue delivered happy and I panicked. She was missing hair, stinky, scabby, and I thought, what did I get us into? The cause of his issue was poor nutrition. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to give him the nutrition he needed. But I have a vet that I trust, and she recommended Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I ordered the first 90-day supply, and within a couple weeks, His skin started clearing up. He didn't smell. He had more energy. He just had a glow and a bounce about him. We've been using DinoBite for the last year, and Happy the Rescue Dog is Happy the Healthy Dog. I tell all my friends who have rescues to give their dog the chance at a new start with DinoBite. It's going to pay off for you and your dog for years to come. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Begging to hear more of your favorite show? <laughs> Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio Talk and iTunes. Let's talk pets. <laughs> Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
My Dog Digster is back. I'm here with Diane Katz. She is the job coordinator from Dawn Animal Agency in Manhattan. Welcome back, everybody. Diane, uh, we've been talking about the importance of training, the importance of your dog or your cat knowing and you knowing that you have to be there on the set with them. Is that true? You briefly mentioned it's not as easy as it might seem. There's always somebody there, right? Yeah, and it's funny because sometimes people will call up for a rental and they'll say, oh, you can drop off the dog. No, Uh no animal goes without a trainer. And then, now, if you are the dog owner, you are considered the trainer on set. But in addition, we also send our own trainer from the agency. So, I mean, there's somebody there all the time. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked before about how some of the more famous animals have made a lot of money, but you say usually that's not the case. It's more of a sort of here and there type it's career? Gradu- is that- yes, yes. It's a gradual process. Like we might start an animal with a, a two-hour modeling job or something like that, you know, to see how it does. Right. And then we don't know what calls we'll get from there. So basically, um, yeah, right, what would happen after that. Basically, a client will call you and how does it work uh, from your end of end of things? They will call and make a, a request. Many times they will not know the kind of dog they want. They will just say something like, we need a family dog. Mm -hmm. And the next question is, what is the dog doing? Because we have to send a dog that can be capable of the action. Also getting along with people on the set, those things are important too. Yes. And then sometimes they'll say it's with kids. Right. So when we speak with the various people, if, if it isn't from our farm, we would have to know, is this dog good with kids? Another right. one, is it good with other animals? Right. So many times uh, we will have to provide animals that actually live and work together. Absolutely. And, and you don't have to have a purebred animal. I just want to no. make sure people understand No, in well. fact, most of the requests are for mixed-breed dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you know, yeah. Yeah, the all-American mutt kind of thing. And Diane, just briefly, what would a typical day on a set be like so people can really understand? You're not working every second, right? There's more time is spent waiting than working. So you will come in and uh, unless, see, like certain things like um, the two-hour modeling. Right. Uh, we have certain clients that are ready, like it's a dog bed. You come in, you model the dog bed, you leave, you know. Right, exactly. That's That's different. But when it's uh, a longer day and uh, it's a TV show or something like that, usually when you come in, they say, well, we're not quite ready for you yet, but you can wait over here. Uh, And you wait, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, more time is uh, spent waiting, actually, than working. Because when you say to someone, they say, how long is the job? And say, oh, it's an eight-hour day. They're thinking, oh, dog works for eight hours. No, the dog doesn't work for eight hours. (laughs) You know, the dog may work like 20 minutes in a couple of hour time frame. You know, I mean, of course, it depends on all of the requirements, how many scenes the dog is in and things like that. Yeah. When the dog or the cat, they're performing, the trainer, the owner, I guess, and someone as yourself is there kind of guiding the dog what to do. Is that right? Behind the scenes? Uh, Yeah. We have to, well, we run through it first, and if an actor is involved, we have to introduce, you know, the animal to the actor and make them feel comfortable. So, Diane, I want to ask you, do you have a favorite story or a memory or something that was, you can share with us of an animal on a set that you said, oh, boy, or... 
well, gee, there there have been so many uh, exciting moments. <laughs> I bet on Broadway. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, there have been uh, quite a few. I'm just trying to offhand think of anything. I will tell you one on Radio City. There was an actor that was supposed to lead the donkey a certain way, <laughs> and the, the actor was new and didn't quite have it right, right. and was trying to lead the donkey in the wrong direction. Oh, no. The donkey did not go. The donkey <laughs> waited until it was led in the right direction, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so he probably won an Emmy for that, the donkey, not the guy. <laughs> and, oh, and then with my dog, once generally they don't do dog auditions, you know, but sometimes it's like a go-see. They just want to see the dog in person. Right. So they take a, a Polaroid, whatever, in those days. So I brought my dog to this go-see, and he has to sit there. They take a shot. He leaves. <laughs> so I'm giving him the command. He sits there. And then I'm telling him, okay. And he looks at me like, this can't be it, you know? And he was staying and staying and staying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, so that's it's, funny. it's funny, you know? A lot of things like that happen. Oh, that's, plus that's an example of one that really wants to do it. So it's just yeah. like, that's great. Well, Diane, if somebody wants to get in touch with you uh, and they think their animal has what it takes, how do they find you? Well, we have a website. It's dawnanimalagency.com. And that will tell you about the history of dawn animals and everything. And it will also tell you how to contact us. Fantastic. You've been so helpful. I have loved having you. You've given us some wonderful information. Uh, so thank you so much, Diane Katz from the Dawn Animal Agency in New York City. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Mark, our producer. If anybody has a suggestion for a story or wants to uh, hear something, don't forget to uh, email me right here at PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Lauren Collier. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.